Hey there, welcome back to the Heal My Health podcast. My name is Sally. I'm a nutritionist. And today we're going to be doing a nutrient nugget on calcium, which is super cool. And yeah, before that, I do want to say that in two weeks' time, guys, I'm going to be releasing my first ebook, which I'm super keen about. I've been cooking away and kind of putting efforts into making really high protein recipes. The ebook is going to be called Protein Packed. So it is recipes that are high in protein and low to moderate calories. If you are keen to get this book or if you are just keen to be on the email list for when it comes out, there is a link in the description box below and you can just pop your email in uh, and I'll make sure to get that to you and everyone that has done that gets 20% off when it is released. So I'm keen to get that out and keen to see everyone start cooking the recipes. Uh, I know you're going to love them. So let's get into it today and smash out calcium. Okay, so the rundown on calcium. Calcium's a mineral. So it's just like, you know, all the other minerals we have in our body, iron, magnesium, sodium, all these beautiful minerals. Calcium is a mineral, but it is the most abundant in our body. So we have more of it than we do any other mineral. 98% of the calcium in our body is stored in our bones, hence why we kind of know it's that classic picture that we all know of calcium and bones and teeth. 98% of it is stored in our bones and teeth. It's like what our bones and teeth are made up of and like keeping that uh, kind of hard structure of the bones and teeth. So the other 2% of calcium resides in our blood and that kind of hangs around, you know, going around our circulatory system doing other functions. These other functions include... Uh, the muscles. So it has a lot to do with like muscle nerve transmission and muscle function, uh, blood vessel contraction and dilation. So the opening and the closing of our blood vessels and calcium also has a relationship to kind of heart health for this function. You know, being able to open and dilate and close our blood vessels is, is an important function. So that's a function as well. Blood clotting, um, nerve transmission, and also has a bit to do with releasing of our hormones in our body. So the calcium in our blood does have a bunch of different, you know, roles as well, but the main role of that 98% is to be in our bones and to maintain the structural integrity of our bones and of our teeth. Bones are a super cool thing. I've like mentioned this a couple of times and I think it's just because I don't know if it's just super cool to me or I still am kind of in the moment of university where I, I learned about bones because I always thought they were separate to the body. I thought they were just this hard thing and they just lived inside, <laughs> inside in the middle of us somewhere. But what I kind of learned was that Bones are under constant kind of degradation and rebuilding. It's called bone remodeling and it shares minerals with our blood. Like our bones and our blood are interacting, kind of like uh, dissolving in a way. Like our, our bones can dissolve minerals into our blood and then so forth we can absorb minerals into our bones from our blood. So I just, I don't know, I thought that was really cool. I love when I can connect, I can connect entities of either nature of the human body or the human body together where I thought they were separate. You know what I mean? There's just this harmonious existence in biology and nature. Anyways, whatever I'm rambling, but the 
yeah, the bones themselves are made up of calcium and they are a reservoir of calcium for the blood. So if the blood levels drop a little bit in calcium, we'll start to draw on the bone and we'll use that like remodeling process where we can grab calcium from the bone and bring it into the blood. And that basically helps maintain like a really strict homeostasis amount of calcium in the blood, which I thought was cool. Moving on to absorption of calcium in our gut. So when we intake calcium, you know, there's different absorption of all different nutrients that we kind of focus on uh, and can look at in nutrition, whether, you know, we're actually getting the best absorption of a nutrient as we can. So with calcium, it's really interesting. So as the intake of calcium increases, our absorption rate decreases. So as an example, uh, the body will absorb around 36 to 40% of a 300 milligram calcium dose. But if you go over a thousand milligrams, it drops down to like 25 to 28% absorption rate. So the more calcium you have, the less your body's actually going to like uptake. So if you have a high dose calcium supplement or if you have like, I don't know, maybe there's 500 milligrams, maybe there's 300 milligrams in your calcium and you, in your calcium supplement and you decide to take two or three of them at the same time, then you're actually going to be not absorbing as much of it. So you're better off taking small amounts of calcium, you know, twice or three times a day. This is if you're supplementing calcium. Again, when I do these nutrient nuggets, I always say just because I talk about what a nutrient does and its importance doesn't mean that you need to go and supplement absolutely everything. More often than not, you don't need you don't need it. We can work through our diet. You may already be getting enough. Who knows? But even if you do, you don't need to go out and start crazily supplementing, you know, 1,000, 2,000 milligrams of these nutrients that I'm talking about. It's just simply information that's cool to learn about, you know, food and nutrients and the body. Um, But also vitamin D is required for calcium to be absorbed in the gut uh, and to maintain adequate calcium levels in the blood. So a lot of the time, you know, calcium is of a concern to people or, uh, you know, say for people that are like vegan diet or they've had a history of osteoporosis in their family, this kind of concern where they, you know, people want to actually focus on calcium as an important nutrient in their life, then looking at vitamin D in the body is important as well. So I'd be looking at making sure you have optimal vitamin D levels in the blood. And then also if you are going to be eating calcium, maybe supplementing with vitamin D, or if you're taking a calcium supplement, have vitamin D in there as well. So that just really helps to get um, get the calcium absorbed and then also to keep it you know, regulated in the body. They kind of, yeah, they go hand in hand. There's a couple of uh, nutrients that go hand in hand. It's like iron and vitamin C. They're just like a nice little couple. They just help each other get through, you know, they help each other get through the hard times in life. And I think that that's really beautiful. So calcium and vitamin D together, match made in heaven. Also, the absorption rate from food is different. So calcium absorption from dairy products and from milk is higher. So you'll get around 30% of the calcium out of this product. But the amount from greens and spinach is a little bit harder because there's chemicals such as oxalic acid they basically form indigestible salts with calcium and so it doesn't get through the gut. So you do have better forms of supplements or of uh, nutrients that can get through the gut as well. It's like iron, we have heme iron and non-heme iron. The iron from animal sources 
is absorbed much better than the iron from plant sources. So, yeah, there's just it's kind of I guess the same picture with this as well is that the iron, uh, the calcium from animal products is better absorbed than the calcium from plant products. Not saying that that's bad. There's still calcium in them and eat your greens. Greens good for you, but there's just better absorption. So interesting. You also can't really figure out, you know, if your calcium levels in your diet isn't that great by looking at your blood, like you could maybe iron or uh, B12 or something like that, because calcium is so regulated by the bones. Once you measure the blood, it's just, it's kept in a certain level. So you know, it's not going to tell you whether you're not getting enough because basically your body will just be using your bones instead, which, yeah, I find quite interesting. So how much do you actually need? And I've got a couple of uh, recommended daily allowances here or recommended daily intakes. So the general recommendation, let's look at you know, kind of through life. So baby up to six months is 200 milligrams. Um, seven to 12 months is 260. One to three years is 700 milligrams. Now, four to eight years goes up to a thousand milligrams. I think the really good picture to look at for most adults or, you know, anywhere from above five years is this between a thousand to 1,200 milligrams. For teenagers aged 9 to 13 years, it goes up to 1,300 milligrams. I think because this is such a big growth period for bones that we need to be having more calcium. So this is a crucial time for calcium. I think it's a really important time, especially uh, for those children or teenagers that are going to be following a vegetarian or vegan diet. I think that this would be one of the highest education points for me, for parents or for teenagers alike around calcium is that if your child or if you are, you know, 15 to 18 years old and you're listening to this or you're learning about nutrition and you're vegan, then I think calcium is something that you should be looking at in terms of making sure that you get fortified foods, maybe considering a supplement. Uh, but, you know, you can you can really find calcium fortified foods, which we'll talk about in a minute. So, yeah, that goes up to around 1,300 between that teenage years um, and then back down to 1,000 milligrams for both male and female age 19 to 15. And then at 51 and above or postmenopausal, this goes back up to 1,200 milligrams. And that's basically because as women go through menopause, we struggle a little bit more to absorb um, and rent and retain the calcium levels in our body. And this is, you know, there's such a classic picture of osteoporosis um, and calcium as well, which people think about because obviously it's to do with the bones. I would actually say that osteoporosis is a disease of uh teenage years, not a disease of after menopause, mainly because, as I said, during that year, we're building our bones. And for women, our bone density is fully made at the age of 25. So we're building our bone density up until 25. And that is the kind of, that's the structure that we've got. That's the foundation of bone that we're working with from that age. So I would be wanting to build up my bone density as much as I can if I can rewind and not be vegan, even though I loved being vegan, but if I could rewind and be vegan again when I was younger but actually focus on calcium, um, I would make that a primarily a, pri- a primary focus of mine because that is the density of bone we have 
for life. Um, and then if we kind of start off on a rocky foot, there's probably more risk of osteoporosis later in life. But let's have a little look into the sources of food, of um, calcium, sources of food, <laughs> uh, sources of calcium. I do want to try and make this under 15 minutes, so we'll get through them. But obviously the milk, the yogurts and the cheese, the dairy products are so high, like the highest, easiest form of calcium to get. But as I said, there's fortified foods. So nowadays I've got actually a picture here of the almond milk that I use. So they will fortify a lot of non-dairy milks with calcium. So my calcium fortified almond milk, here we go, 300 milligrams of calcium per 250 mil serve. So for a cup of my almond milk, I get 300 milligrams, which is, you know, it's pretty similar to normal milk. They just fortify it now, which is fine. You know, you still get that calcium, even though it's just been added to it. There's other foods that are fortified as well. There's Australian orange juice, the berry brand, premium berry. Um, It says orange juice with calcium, which is 200 milligrams per 200 mil serve. So that's a good solid amount. If you're, you know, if you're say me, I'm 27, 27, I'm 26. I'm 20. I always do that. I'm 26. I'm female, even 26 and a male, any adult between, you know, you're looking at that a thousand milligram picture. So 200 milligrams, what's that? You get one fifth of your serve of calcium. If you have a glass of orange juice or a glass of almond milk, it's not that hard. Other options are, so they do fortify um, tofu as well. And the other options that you're looking at that are plant-based are like greens. So collard greens, uh, Chinese bok choy, spinach, kale, broccoli. There's a solid amount of calcium in there, but again, the absorption isn't as great, um, but you can still get calcium from that. So that's fine. A really good option actually is chia seeds. So you get 80 milligrams per tablespoon. Chia seeds are really beautiful, high in fiber. They've got, you know, some plant-based omega-3s. They've got this chia, uh, this chia, they've got this calcium pitcher. So, you know, having chia seeds sprinkled in here and there throughout your day can help with all of that. A really good source is salmon or sardines canned. They usually can them, and I actually haven't had canned salmon. I don't know. I'm I'm a bit scared of it. I've had sardines, um, and they're not up my alley. They might be up yours, but to be honest, said yeah, I'd. I've had a can just sitting in my cupboard for so long now because I know they're so good for me, but I'm just so not into the flavor. Like it's really hard for me to get it down. Um, Canned salmon I reckon I'd be all right with, but the canned salmon nonetheless can contain bones and the, the bones in the canned salmon, they go really soft and they're edible apparently. I wouldn't know, but apparently they go really soft and really edible and these are really high in calcium. Just, yes, normal salmon doesn't really have all that much, but the ones with the bones really do. A smaller amount are found also in beans uh, and dried figs. Dried figs are a decent little source as well. So there's a couple of different options that you can look into if calcium is of concern to you. The supplements that you find will vary. They can go from maybe 200 milligrams to 600 milligrams. But as I said before, you don't really want to be taking a supplement of over 500 milligrams because the absorption will just like you'd rather take maybe a supplement with 200 in the morning and the evening. So maybe a multivitamin might have something like that around that picture. But as with always with these nutrient nuggets, you know, it's not, I'm not saying that, oh my God, everyone needs to go supplement calcium and focus on it right now. Like majority of us are doing all right. We're doing fine. There's just 
areas where people might want to look at this. As I said, at that teenage area, maybe if you're vegan, uh, maybe if you're pregnant, maybe if you're lactose intolerant, you don't have much milk, maybe you have a history of osteoporosis. Um, you know, these are those kind of pictures that you would want to be looking at. Or, um, you know, if there's any kind of heart condition, as I said, with that kind of um, vasodilation and constriction of blood vessels, maybe calcium is something you want to take a look at as well. There are upper limits. So looking at that adult picture, 19 to 50 years is 2,500 milligrams is an upper limit. And that is, you know, an amount that they have set that you can have that won't cause like a bad effect, if that makes sense. So you can have an upper limit is that once you go past that upper limit, there's probably adverse effects to the body. So just don't go past that. And yeah, that's the calcium picture. You can also, by the way, I'm going to finish up now, but if you want to track ever, Easy Diet Diary app is a great tracker and it tracks calcium as well on the side. So you can do your day of eating or track for a couple of days. As I say all the time, it's such a beautiful insight. You can track for a couple of days and see where your calcium's at. Maybe if you're realizing and you're looking like, wow, I'm only getting 400 milligrams of calcium, probably need to look and see if I can just start getting fortified options of my almond milk or something like that. So you can do always do that. It's an option to have a little look into what your particular intake is. But that's calcium for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to hear another topic, or as always, just uh, email me or message me on Instagram. If you like this podcast, also give it a little like on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I'll chat to you next time.